Welcome to the Uncut Chronicles. I'm Crystal. I'm Andy. And we are coming to you with information and topics every day, such as culture, trending topics, shit your mammy probably don't need to hear. So come on in with us so we can share more with you about our day. Hey, everybody. It's Crystal. It's Andy. And we are here recording today because you know who we are? We are the Uncut Chronicles. And what do we talk about? Shit. Yeah, mammy probably can't hear at all. Okay. <laughs> all right. So let's get into it today. How has your weekend been? Look, let me tell you something. I had adulting. Okay. We're just going to start there. Adulting. It's very ghetto. Okay. Hate it here. Um, ready to pull a rod wave and backflip off the stage. But you know what? It's all fucking good. <laughs> 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 fucking good. <laughs> But what was the highlight of my week was Megan Thee Stallion. Megan Thee Stallion was the highlight of my week because baby girl is in her motherfucking rebrand, rebirth bag. And I absolutely fucking loved Cobra. Like, I loved it. And then she just came out with, like, a um, rock remix of it. Uh-huh. I'm about to blow the motherfucking speakers out my car because I was like, baby, the alt black girl in me is fangirling, screaming so bad because yes, Meg, in your alt black girl era. I love it. Love that for her. And did you see the visuals? I did. The visuals were dope, but I'm from Houston and that's what we do. We do dope ass <laughs> shit just in case nobody remembered. So with the visuals, I will say this though. It was very, very symbolic. Mm-hmm. Visuals were very symbolic. And I was like, if you are a real Megan Thee Stallion fan, which I am, so there might be a little bit of bias, um, you knew she was already saying this shit from her previous album, but for whatever reason, this Cobra, this Cobra just hit different. Oh, yeah. It oh, hit yeah. different. And I feel like Meg is showing us what we always say all the time, where... When black women express like, hey, you know, I'm I'm fighting with my mental health and people say, yeah, okay, bitch. Sure. Sure, Jan. Sure. (laughs) Not Jan. Because it's like, it's almost like we're we're not allowed to go through stuff. And if we are going through stuff, it's a, okay, get over it. Yeah. Yeah. Type thing. Right. And I don't understand that. What do you think that mental health challenges can look like for somebody in Meg's position? I think it's hard. It's even harder because like I've been I've been in semi still currently like in the same predicament that she's in. And when you're trying to literally come out the belly of the beast of your mental health and, you know, just life itself. And you're already going through hell trying to get out the belly of the beast and then you get out and you're still going through hell times 10. It literally will send you to a fucking dark ass place. And I get that with her. Like she was, she probably still is in a dark ass place, even during this rebirth, because there's so much scrutiny um, with her. And then, you know, the Tory Lanez case didn't help. And, you know, you got a fucking uh, blue herp, blue face, whatever. Out here talking about he didn't, you didn't top them off. Like, God damn, can I catch a break? Like, every time I turn around, my name is some naughty mouth, and I can't catch a break, and I'm already trying to rebuild myself. Then my man done cheated on me. Wait, wait, wait. The one I like. The tall, darker. <sighs> the one, I, the man I like. Party. Hold on. Did Party I mean, City done cheated on her. 
Damn, damn, damn. I said, party, Mr. I Love Black Women, party. And then had the nerve to post a future meme when the lyrics came out. I said, if y'all don't give my girl a break, I'm going to air this motherfucking bitch out. I, I'm, that's just what I'm going to do. Because when she said, Lord, how, how much more of this shit I can take? I ain't never felt the lyrics so bad in my life. Because you're famous. So you already got the spotlight on you. So we already go through our daily, you know, mental health struggles, you know, privately with our lives. Can you imagine your struggles being like on the front page of the news every damn day? This shit's so messy. Y'all don't even want to, like, we don't even, some stuff you just don't even want to know. It's so horrific, like, all the time and magnified. Yeah. And and you got to exercise. And you got to drink water and try to eat right. You got to comb your hair. Talk about some affirmations. All while the world's crumbling around you. And I barely got that, okay? We barely combing the hair. And I can attest to that. We barely combing the hair. <laughs> So you want me to fucking work out and drink water? Y'all going to give me a fucking break? <laughs> Girl, I feel like with Meg, though, one thing I like about her is that in the beginning, if people thought that she was just, you know, a regional rapper at one point, mm-hmm. and I don't think they expected the glow up, but she always had the making. She mm-hmm. always had the making of a star if you pay attention. So I love it how she went from... Uh, there was her her previous albums. Then eventually she started in collaborations. You had your WAP and then from WAP, um, even like most recently Bungos. And then Bungos was interesting and kind of piggybacked on, on WAP just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, this Cobra to come out. You didn't expect it because Bungos is just several weeks ago, right? Hadn't been that long ago. And so people just didn't expect it to be so tasteful and so strong moving forward. I think she's positioning herself to be um, a force to be recognized and not just a rap star, but she will eventually be a pop star. You're going to give it time. It's definitely going that direction. And I feel like that's what she's showing, that she's versatile, that she's intelligent, that um, even though she might be a rapper that wears sexy clothing, she can be and will be classy. And you will respect her for that because she really already embodies it. She just kind of dibble dabbles on two sides is basically it. I love Meg. I really, really do. I really do. I'm a stallion. All day. I'm a stallion. I have no shame in it. Um, And I'm so proud of her because I can't imagine, you know, trying to rebrand myself and almost like rebirth during all that trauma. And what hurt me even more for her was, um, you know, she has no family. Mm-hmm. I don't have no mom. I don't have no dad. I ain't got no sister, no brother. I don't have nobody that I can essentially go to. Yeah during this time and you're in a music industry where you really can't even trust Piranhas and vultures. I mean, she might have extended family, like some aunts and uncles or cousins or something somewhere. But if you're not really close to those people in proximity and in relationship, it can be feel very isolating because she doesn't have immediate family. So her extended family, if they're there at all, that's all she has. Can you imagine facing the world head on and somebody shooting you in the foot and lying on you and, you know, coming for your throat? This girl had to put on her her warrior where it seems like damn near from the beginning. It's just, it's a, it's a lot to take a, take a bite of. And and who else was similar? Shikari was similar. Mm-hmm. You know, her going through all that pressure and stress and not having family around anymore, how hard it was to try to keep it together to get to her goals and dreams of such, 
limited family. I think that we have to respect the fact that people are trying to come back from from some devastating loss and to do that while still being successful um, and being in the the spotlight. Mm -hmm. Baby, half of y'all can't even get over a little chicken tender breakup and get out the bed you know, and brush y'all teeth and wear pants, literally. Okay. So I really think some of y'all expecting way too much because your kids eat chicken nuggets. So, and you know what? And that's where I'm like, why do we withhold so much grace for people that are in the spotlight when they go through things publicly? Like that, that like, you know, there's people, normal people that go through stuff like that. Where we'll have empathy, we'll have grace for them. But if a celebrity goes through something like that, we're like, oh, well, boo-hoo, bitch. Get over it. Is it because we think because they have status and money? That, and the money has to make it worse. Yeah. And she literally has said that. Like, why, like, you know, why people, why do people think just because I have money and stuff and I don't go through stuff? And like, yes, I have everything that I could possibly materialize, like desire, but that still doesn't bring happiness. Yeah. And I think people forget that sometimes. Like, yes, money can bring happiness. Like, bitch, right now, money can bring me a lot of happiness right now. Okay? I'm, I, re- I must cry, but I'll be happy. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I understand what she means because it's like, even if you have everything, that doesn't change the fact of your mental health. Like, I could have all the money in the world and it can still be miserable as fuck. Yeah. And I feel like people miss that part because we get so caught up in the material. Because what you going to do? You about to buy some friends? Shit. Oh, let's see how that work out for you. So you got all this money and you have the house, the cars, whatever. You go on vacations, you know, clothes, the basic stuff. How many more clothes are you supposed to buy before your closet's full? How many more bags are you supposed to buy before your closet's full? How many more trips? Oh, well, when you go on a trip, you want to go by yourself? Okay, how long does that last? You want to take a friend? Well, damn, is this person coming with me because they love me? They want to hang. We're going to have a good time. They have good energy. They want the best for me. Or are you coming with me because I'm paying for this entire vacation and you about to take pictures, pose up, and post on the gram and on TikTok? So really and truly, can you imagine living in a world where you literally don't know if the people who are around you care about you genuinely or if they're there for the benefit of either employment or security of friendship or benefits of friendship or situationships. The pressure alone is just, it's unthinkable. I mean, half of y'all depend on your friends to put gas in your car or call you in the morning to wake up for work. Shit, could you imagine somebody on doing that because you paid them? Like, it's unthinkable. Are they stealing from you on the side? Like, uh, trash. It's trash. It is. And I, and I I feel like again, that goes back to like us normal people and celebrities where it's like they y'all don't understand they can go through the same shit. They just got money. Yeah. That's and they, the only they got difference. raggedy families too, just like all of us have. Everybody. They got people with problems, they're regular people. It's just really heartbreaking. It really is. It really, really is. So I love her rebirth. And I feel like more more women need to look at their lives a similar way. People, period. Like, think about your rebirth. Not just, oh, new year, new me. Yeah, okay, for five days. No, honestly, like, what's your goal? Like, how do you want to improve yourself, whether it's your physical, your mental, your spiritual, whatever, business, hobbies? How do you rebuild and give birth to something so, so amazing beyond yourself? And how much time does that take? Because birth doesn't happen instantly. No. First, you got to get pregnant with it. What's your dream that you're pregnant with? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what we got to look at, man. How do we do the rebirth like Meg is doing it? Like, how do we rebuild 
and and take time because she's been kind of quiet. She shows you her workout. She shows you new little things, but she's been kind of mellow with it. And then boom, here we are. But I think that goes back to the importance of, and I say this all the time, it goes back to the importance of shutting the fuck up when you have a vision, you have a dream that you are pregnant with. Just like how we, when we get pregnant, we don't say anything for those first couple weeks because we all, I'm one of them. Um, we all. <laughs> so glad she mentioned that part. So glad. <laughs> we ate much long. But we. <laughs> <laughs> But you want to protect it so bad because you don't know. And then, like, maybe that's just the superstitious thing that we've all had. But, like, you don't know who will speak against, you know, what you're pregnant with. And so I feel like in her incubation period of her shutting the fuck up. And she even said, like, I don't even get on social media. I don't know what the fuck y'all be going, got going on. I don't get on there. I don't know. And she stayed focused on what she was doing. And then she's doing it independently. So all this shit came out of her, her pocket. No label, no nothing. And you know, she she was doing that long before it was popular. Hmm. Hmm. Because people were trying to hold on and take ownership. You have to learn how to just shut up. Shut up. And that's probably the best thing that she ever do. And people get mad at me when they say that because they're like, well, why I can't talk about my good news? Because everybody is not happy for you. <laughs> everybody is not happy for you. And you really do. Like, I say this all the time. And I sound like a broken record. You really do have to shut the fuck up. Yep. You have to. Because you don't know who is ready to speak against what you're trying to build. You don't know who's wishing you the worst. Who's trying to get it in the mix so they can make it fall? Like, you yeah. don't know. So when you are, like, pregnant with visions and goals and dreams, shut up. Shut up until you're you're ready to give birth. Yep. Shut up. Because people out here are fucking insane. People will pretend to clap for you and secretly fucking hate you. Yep. So I applaud her for sitting in that almost, like, isolation period and working on herself and trying to get better and then finding an outlet to kind of just release all of this. And it ended up being a fucking amazing. I'm cheering for baby girl. I can't wait to see what she's going to come out with next. I'm all deep involved in her Cobra series. And I really, 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 really wish the fucking best for Megan. Cause like, I, I can't even fathom the mental hell she has went through and probably still is going through in the eye of the public with nobody around her. I, I can't even fathom that. But I, I'm a stally, and I stand. And I really think she's really, like, one of those phoenix rising out the ashes stories after all of this bullshit blows over. I love it. I love it. And so, you know what? That's what we're going to do. We're going to be on our stallion shit. And so we are so glad y'all stopped in. So we're going to talk to you a little bit more a little bit later. I'm Crystal. I'm Andy. And this is the Uncut Chronicles. And we are so happy that you stopped by and got a little uncut with us today. Peace. Bye, guys. The Uncut Chronicles is part of the Breaking Ice, Building Bridges community podcast platform brought to you by Possibilities. Possibilities.